Twitter. I'm fascinated by the overarching story, the people, the moves, the amount of money being vaporized. Uh, the math is just really interesting to me. Um, Elon claims, uh, as of yesterday, March 27th, that Twitter is worth $20 billion. Just five months earlier, he claimed it was worth $44 billion, or he paid $44 billion. So you, to me, that's, a, that's, that's making a statement that it's worth this much if you're going to pay that much for it. So in just five months, we've dropped from $44 billion to $20 billion. I kind of wonder where you're going to be on August 27th. Although the answer to that question is some, somewhere near $250 billion valuation, if you believe what Elon has to say. Uh, but nonetheless, down $24 billion by his own admission. Uh, so maybe a bit more in real life, because if you think about how a mortgage applicant lists their assets, do they ever undervalue them? Pretty rarely. Do they tend to overvalue them? I once had a gentleman with a Jaguar, a convertible XJ, claim a $90,000 value on his Jaguar. Yeah, okay, man. Sure, in 1997, when it was purchased brand new, it might have been $90,000. But we were in 2009, and I'm a car guy, so I know cars. And that car was worth $7,000 tops. Did I tell the client that I knew this to be a fact? Did I send him Craigslist comparables saying, hey, your car's worth $7,000? Why argue with a client over a meaningless data point? There's, there's, there's no value in that, right? There's a key little takeaway. Like there's no point in arguing over things that don't matter. And it includes arguing over the value of the actual house that the financing is going to go against up front. Why argue if the client is totally overestimating, hey, so be it, the appraisal will be the neutral piece. And that's a third party that's then arguing with the client on the value, not the broker. So don't argue with clients. There's one point. Lenders don't care about the value of a client's cars or any other depreciating assets. Lenders care about the asset they're securing the loan against. And in the case of the Twitter loan, coming back to that, that's a $13 billion loan, which was around a 30% LTV originally, by, but by Elon's new valuation, self-admitted, uh, his self-appraisal, that's closer to a 65% LTV. In just five months, the trend is not your friend if you're a financer of Twitter. 65% um, LTV for a low to no income entity. Uh, yeah, we're in the danger zone there. $100 million per month debt servicing payment. $100 million a month. Elon describes Twitter, again, his own words, as an inverse startup. An inverse startup. Is that like a fancy way of saying it's a shutdown? That's uh, it's 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 interesting. I mean, I would really just have one question, and it would be, where's my thirteen billion? I mean, a lot of that money came from the Saudis, and the Saudis are already feeling the heat after losing one point five billion plus in the Credit Suisse meltdown. Uh, whichever prince promoted this Twitter financing, it just can't be a good day in the in the palace for him. I mean, whoa, right? Almost ten x the investment in a social media account versus the one that was in an actual bank, a bank, and that one's gone. People with more knowledge than myself put the value of Twitter optimistically at about $12 billion today. And there are people with lower figures than that, but even just using that $12 billion number, that means the loan, the loan to value, the LTV, is more like 110%. 
it's like a CMHC zero down deal with the premium uh, business for self added on top. A hundred million dollar per month payment is an epic burn rate for anyone on any level. Combined with a self-admitted drop of 24 billion in cold hard cash, which is likely closer to 40 billion gone, uh, it just kind of it kind of makes me think like Tumblr. You know, ever heard of Tumblr? Elon Tumblr sold for three million bucks. Three million bucks. It's like another super hypercar. It's like a Bugatti. Could have bought a social media platform, Tumblr, for three million bucks, and had kind of all the same antics for way less capital. But anyway, there is a social media company Elon should have bought, in my opinion, way, way less pain than Twitter is creating. And probably one he would have turned a profit on. Why is all this going through my mind and why am I sharing it with you? Well, we may have clients who bought at the peak. We may ourselves have bought at the recent peak. And our clients and or ourselves may currently be in a negative equity position. Our mortgages may be 110% LTV. But we're still not as bad off as Elon is with Twitter. Um, first off, our lives are not on public display. So that, that's that's a, a big upside to being poor. Uh, poor, air quotes. We can live inside our asset. It protects us from the weather. It offers a place to store our stuff, a place to sit and think, a place to sit and drink, or worst of all, a place to sit and drink and think. Um, number three, our mortgage payments are not $100 million per month. No matter how rich you are, $100 million is a lot of money. You know, even if it's just uh, going to get you to that 1% level, right, Connor? Yeah, that's my succession shout out. $100 million so that he wouldn't be considered a joke. He'd still hang on to 1% of the vote. Kind of interesting. As bad as some of us feel about our real estate moves in 2022, it could have been worse. Now, look, I hope you found this rant slightly entertaining, perhaps a little bit informative, and maybe it offers some perspective, right? More money, more problems. Will Twitter rocket up to a valuation of $250 billion, as Elon claims, and sunshine will shine out of all orifices? Hey, maybe. But the more important question for us is, will that piece of real estate that we or our clients purchased come back to what we paid for it? Will it carry on to new highs? And that answer is almost certainly yes. In fact, I'm going to say it is yes, because in all recorded history, prices are still pretty well higher than they've been for all but one year of all recorded history. So, you know, there's always highs and a little dip and then new highs. It, the question is really just, when are we going to get back to that new high? How fast? And the real question, can I handle the burn rate in the meantime? I mean, Elon, maybe he can afford the burn rate in the meantime. You almost certainly can. You almost certainly can. So again, thank goodness we're not billionaires because their mistakes really do seem to wind up with a lot more zeros on the end. In the end, as I say, I think our investments in real estate, we're going to be able to hang on. We're going to be able to get through this lull that we're going through, this period of high rates, lower valuations, et cetera. We will come out the other side, the majority of us, intact. But that leads to the next segment.